0: Welcome to Journey Under 30, a roadmap drawn in Discovery. I'm Colin Parker.
1: And I'm Alex Taylor. This is our podcast all about us doing what we can to be named in the future Forbes 30 Under 30. Colin. Alex. How's it going?
0: It's going pretty good. Um, good. We're both another year older.
1: Yeah. Well, technically I'm you are. I, I, I didn't celebrate my birthday because, you know, it was. it's an odd year so
0: that's not true don't even put that on me um that's not what we're doing all right um the other thing is is that uh you know we're we're on week four of four of that whole catch-up challenge here how you
1: feeling i'm i'm feeling actually ready for more it was nice to have a way well it was nice to have kind of content that wasn't necessarily us presenting like we'd have just kind of breaks in between like hey so here's a presentation here's another thing we could talk about and i feel like that'd be something that'd be nice to do more whether it's like we just kind of alternate taking breaks from presenting and we just kind of intersperse these extra episodes or maybe we make it like a bonus thing i don't know
0: oh yeah i don't know but that's a good idea yeah we'll definitely talk more about it yeah so last week we did a little kind of personal q a like it wasn't with our fans it was just you and me sitting down on our birthday On our collective birthday, February 21st, and uh, just sort of asking each other, you know, about the journey it was to get the show from where it started, right? Like its original outline and outlook and everything like that, and how we have suddenly hit the renaissance period of Journey Under 30.
1: You know, as you were describing that, I was kind of visualizing us being on a panel, but being the only two people on a panel in a... uh, Non convention, so convention not going on, and we're just kind of like one person is sitting up at the panel, the other person's like sitting in the audience, and like we're just kind of going like back and forth, like running out into the audience and like uh, up on stage. That's funny.
0: In my head, I was <laughs> just picturing us at a panel at a convention center, but no one was yeah. in our room. It was just like <laughs> us talking to each other anyway, and there's yeah. just like hundreds of empty seats, but it's, we're just going on because we don't care because yeah. we have each other, and that's all yes. that one can really ask for. Um, And so now, uh, Alex, uh, you have done a return to form, right? You've Mm -hmm. done an episode where you presented somebody, uh, but it has actually been a little while since I've presented a person.
1: It's been almost like, it's been like a month, I think.
0: Actually, I honestly think that since I have presented another person, I actually think it was last year, truthfully. And that's not even a joke. Like I realize that like that may sound like buck wild, but like all the stuff this year has been about like personal growth and and changes. Um I actually think that the last time I discussed a person was on Oh no, Alex, it's been a while. Alex, it's been a really long time. Do you want to do you want to take a guess as to how long ago it was?
1: Well, so I'm uh, interviews. So that was the interviews. That's when the whole movie No, no, went. no! Don't,
0: don't look! Don't look! Don't look! You're looking. Just take a guess. Take a guess to the month as the last time. July. Yeah, it was July. Uh, July seventeenth, twenty eighteen. And the thing is, is that like you know we've done things like interviewed people and stuff like that, but um, because of a lot of different things, like I just have not presented on a person that has made the list or that I felt needed to be on the list. And that is I think for a multitude of reasons um, but it's been so long uh, and I definitely feel like I'm a little rusty so I'm here to give you a little speech and maybe you can just sort of tell me how you think it goes
1: Well maybe and can I, uh, I have a question for yes you. so does this mean I don't have to present until uh, July
0: uh, no that's definitely no. not the case <laughs> um, so here we go I'm gonna present someone that I'm not necessarily going to do the normal 30 second pitch because uh, I yeah. want to sort of get into this one a little differently this is a career that i uh i genuinely can say that i've been following for about seven years at this point um i've been following this career for a very long time and it is someone who has influenced a lot of my choices as a content creator um has influenced a lot of the type of people that I want to work with, and I think also has influenced probably the biggest thing, for me at least, is my work ethic. So, uh, before I mentioned uh, Bernie Burns, right, of Rooster Teeth. yeah, And not that there aren't other great people from the founding fathers of that company, but Bernie was definitely sort of the, uh, the person to sort of corral them all together and start making this thing happen, right? Yeah. And uh, Bernie was the reason that the company Rooster Teeth exists. And Mm -hmm. 2018 was the 15th anniversary of the company. April 1st. So we'll officially hit year 16 on April 1st of this year. Now something that was interesting about Rooster Teeth is that even from the beginning, community has been a big thing for them. Yeah. And That is another reason why I have them as a prototype for both myself and also for uh, the Scavengers Network. Mm -hmm. There was a career that they uh, basically kind of catapulted, although this individual would have definitely made it um, without um, Rooster Teeth, I think. Like, Clearly, again, we're going to get to his work ethic in a bit. But, like, just from the level of work that he does alone, I think would have sunk it. That being said, I am truthfully shocked and actually almost a little insulted that this individual did not make it onto the Forbes 30 Under 30 list. Unfortunately, as we speak, he is now 30 years old. He turned 30 in May of last year, May 23rd. This character, this character, this individual, this is the last time I won't mention his name. But this individual is the reason that I call Michael Palmer, mike Michael. I go, Mike-Michael boy. Right? And it's all because of little Gavin Free. Well, I guess he's not little anymore, but Gavin Free. Yeah. Gavin Free, if you're not familiar with Rooster Teeth or Achievement Hunter, Gavin Free is an English actor, director, cinematographer, and, of course, internet personality. hmm Definitely- like I said, his, the thing that he's best known for is his work with Rooster Teeth um, and Achievement Hunter. Uh, he is one of the original six members of Achievement Hunter. Achievement Hunter did start before Gavin got there, but, event, but in, in its initial setup, it was just two people. Mm-hmm. It was just uh, Jeff Ramsey and Jack Patillo. Um, but when they first got the first real core group to start doing everything that it is that they do now... Uh, It started with six individuals, and Gavin Free was one of those people. It's also important to me that we start talking about him now uh, because he just uh, – so a little peek behind the curtain. We're recording this one before the episode comes out, Um, like well before, right? Mm -hmm. So this – just a couple of days ago was the seven-year anniversary of him officially moving to America. Now, he had done a couple things with Rooster Teeth before then. He had been in some sketches and visited and stuff like that, but he officially moved to America on February 13th, Um, and on February 14th, he met his now best friend, Michael Jones, Mm -hmm. also of Achievement Hunter, and so they uh, had a very, very cute moment on Twitter where Michael, who's usually kind of like the aggressive, loudmouth kind of guy, had this very heartfelt... Happy Valentine's Day message to Gavin, who you know he was like Happy Valentine's Day to my other Valentine, Gavin. Free. We should really do more things and hang out now that we're in our thirties and starting to do less. We need to fix that uh, before one of us dies. Most likely you. <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> and um, and uh, even gave the hashtag of their ship name, Mavin, um, mm-hmm. which was also super cute. Gavin shared it with Aww. the message of. I've lived in the USA for two thousand five hundred and fifty-eight days. I have known Michael Jones for two thousand five hundred fifty-seven of them. I assume that that one stray day was rubbish compared to the rest of them. Aw. Now, none of that has anything to do with his ability, but it was very cute, and I wanted to share that. Um, back to back to Mr. Free and what he does. So, Gavin Free is also known for another really large. Uh, internet entity um, that he is um, the creator of and the co-host of the YouTube series, the slow-mo guys. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like it's very possible that you, the listener may actually know who I am talking about without realizing who I'm talking about. The slow-mo guys is one of the biggest YouTube channels and is actually used in science classes all over the world. Because they, you know, it's clean footage. Uh, I mean, clean audio. They don't cuss or anything like that. They actually explain the science of everything that they do. The Slow Mo Guys is truthfully one of the most interesting YouTube series or really internet series that I've ever viewed. And one of the most interesting, like, intellectually series um, that I've ever watched. And lastly, as someone who got into cinematography and stuff like that, the camera work on it is insane. So yeah. Gavin Free does that show alongside his other good friend, Daniel Grushy. Grushy? Grushy. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be honest, they say his name all the time, and I never get it right. And so Daniel, I'm very sorry for that. So anyway, the um, the series features them doing uh, slow-mo footage of various stunts or experience uh, experiments, I mean. And uh, as of 2018, like the end of 2018, they have over 1.5 billion views, mm-hmm. which they obtained in under 10 years. They were once voted the on the rise channel for YouTube during their first year. They have done things like go onto the Tonight Show and crushed watermelons, mm-hmm. and uh, they've done they've gotten Webby Awards for best web personality and host for online film and video. video. And uh, so that kind of is that information. I'm gonna probably come back to that in a second. And then he's sure. also done some other acting. Um, the biggest being that he was once in the Laser Team movie and the Laser Team Two movie. Um, both were feature films that were made by Rooster Teeth. Mm-hmm. And of course, he's done a, a, an insane amount of other shorts and you know uh, other types of online series like Immersion or um, Achievement Haunter, things like that. I mean, he's done so many, so many things. Mm-hmm. So. I think that the big thing here is he got his start in 2006. Um, He joined a company called Green Door Films. It was the first production house in Europe to use Phantom, which is a digital high-speed camera, Hmm. and they use that as a source of slow motion. He also worked as a data technician and a camera operator there. And so I think that that is a a big big thing, right? Like, that's a big start, especially because if you think about it, Phantom... Mm -hmm. And ha- and his usage of that is basically what started Slow Mo Guys because uh, they still use a Phantom. Um, they yeah. have obviously used different ones over the years, but that was what got him started on this path. Um, yeah. And he worked on advertisements and uh, music videos for uh, artists such as u Two, Enter Shikari, The Claxons. Um, I don't. I'm not familiar with this one, but this one's called. K- Kasa- kasabian kasabian i'm not 100 sure they're an english rock Caspian? band Is maybe k-a-s-a-b-i-a-n
1: kasabian i don't know Kasa- anyway Kasa- kasabian I th- yeah
0: maybe uh the chemical brothers express 2 and then uh mm. the charity single of everybody hurts the rem uh cover of that song yeah um they they did that uh he did that charity single as well so mm-hmm. he's done a lot of really cool things I cannot remember what commercial it was, but just recently on the uh, on the Super Bowl Sunday, he shared a little video um, that he recorded on his cell phone like years and years and years ago, uh, back when he was in Britain, I think, or maybe, maybe he was here by now. Uh, again, I saw the video, but he, there was not a lot of context to it. So that's why I don't know what commercial this was for, but he had this video out. Where you could see two laptops on his kitchen table and, like, seven or eight external hard drives all plugged into to both of them, basically. And mm-hmm. they were just clearly rendering footage and just sitting there. And he was yeah. like, hey, remember that time that I had a multi-million dollar uh, fu- uh, Super Bowl Sunday commercial just sitting on my kitchen table and I had the only copy?
1: Ooh. <laughs>
0: and I was like, man, that's
1: man. crazy.
0: Like, I mean, yeah. that's also really cool because that shows how much people trusted him and his work. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so, you know, he was hired finally in 2009 uh, by Rooster Teeth to direct the seventh season of the Machinima series Red versus Blue. Mm-hmm. And so by doing that, that was sort of his first big break, especially within Rooster Teeth and its community. You know, he was doing some of the RT shorts, but. Him coming over to do this work on Red versus mm-hmm. Blue, which is the flagship series of Rooster Teeth, that sort of solidified his spot and position uh, here, here, like in in America and in this company. So he joined uh, Achievement Hunter, like I said, um, back in two thousand eight, and became one of the main six hosts. Right? Yeah. He is still one of the most prolific employees, basically, because he regularly appears in Let's Play in uh off topic and uh and then again doing all sorts of things like immersion being a lab rat uh, alongside uh Michael Jones they were uh or so he was a contestant in uh rooster teeths gaming show called the gauntlet he's made a couple cameo appearances in uh Bare naked ladies music videos now I won't lie some of this stuff I I definitely have ripped straight from Wikipedia but Um, the part of the big reason is that Gavin has done so many things. It was unbelievably hard for me to whittle down and figure out what the biggest things that I really wanted to talk about is. Yeah, And I mean, like, uh, like I am barely touching on the amount of things that he's worked on, especially because of his work with slow-mo guys and stuff like that. He travels a lot and, you know, goes and, um, he does a lot. I mean, he does a lot of work and I almost feel as if, Gavin has a hard time saying no to a project. Sounds familiar. Yeah. <laughs> and I was going to say, and that sort of is the reason why I have felt like a kinship to him with that. Yeah. Um, I have sort of always gravitated towards personalities that are in the same boat. Um, my high school mentor, uh, Dr. Knopf, uh DK, as I call him, I don't think he's ever really said no to anything ever. Frequently does most of the stuff on his own. Gavin is the same way. Uh, Gavin will film all these things. Then he will edit all this footage and put these things out. And then uh, and then you know, he still finds time to do these other creative endeavors. I mean, if he really wanted to, he could stop doing things like Achievement Hunter and Rooster Teeth and just go do slow-mo guys long-term and he'd be completely mm-hmm. fine. But it's yeah. clear that that would not be enough for him. Now, I will say... This one again isn't exactly something that sells anybody towards the idea of him being a Forbes 330. 30. It is just something that I really enjoy, like a little fact about him. Um, yeah. Something that he was famous for during the beginning of his time at Achievement Hunter
1: mm-hmm.
0: was there were videos that would be made about Gavin and Jeff making um maps and games and all these other sorts of things in Minecraft because Achievement Hunter has a weekly Minecraft video, right? Yeah. Um and so they used to do the this little mini series called Let's Build mm-hmm. where they would record themselves building the stuff and just talking, uh, mostly because people wanted some behind the scenes footage of those things. Um and this is also before they actually had a team of people that could actually do those things for them. Yeah. Um and so In those videos, and then subsequently in other random Achievement Hunter videos, Gavin Free would frequently ask Jeff or another Achievement Hunter uh, a famous question, which is, or uh, give them a scenario, rather, which is he would say, okay, you get a million dollars, but. Yeah. And uh, it's kind of like a would you rather, right? But the first one is always, would you rather get a million dollars and have this bad thing or not? Half a million yeah. dollars and not have to deal with this, right? And so it is one of the funniest like sets of questions that I've ever heard, because he always comes out with something outrageous. And a lot of the times people would then turn it around on him and give him some questions. They ended up turning this into a series on Rooster Teeth. There's a series called Million Dollars But, um, where you know you have people sit down, they come up with these um ideas, these scenarios. And then they talk it out, and they just sort of have a conversation. And then they later on have themselves and a few other actors go out and act out exactly what they're saying, including the dialogue. Um, Mm -hmm. Almost Drunk History style, you know, the way that that is filmed in. It's done the exact Mm -hmm. same way, and it is seriously one of the funniest series that I think I've seen on the internet. Um, Because in a way, it's improv, but then there's also still this acting element to it, and like actual replication element of it and it's just it's very very good sounds like it okay um the last thing that i will share before i sort of make my case here uh gavin free also at one point served as the creative director of rooster teeth um after bernie burns who had uh just been promoted to chief creative officer there's been a lot of sort of switch around sort of happened right because bernie burns uh used to sort of be the ceo But that didn't give him enough time on screen and to record things, and that was what he really enjoyed the most. And so then he and Matt Hollum switched places, and so then Bernie was sort of, uh, you know, doing different things. Then eventually he did get, you know, promoted. He kind of moved back up because it was important for him to to be there. Um, But just to give you a description of what a creative director is, just so you can know what Gavin was doing – On top of all the other things that he was doing at the time, a creative director is a position often found within the graphic design, film, music, video game, fashion, advertising, media, or entertainment industries. That's a mouthful. It is, they can be seen as another element in any uh, product development process. The director assumes the roles of an art director, a copywriter, lead designer, um, but the responsibilities include leading the communication design, interactive design, and concept forward uh in any work assigned. Mm-hmm. So, you know, basically a lot of it is sort of so they're known as like a guide for the team of employees with skills and experience related to graphic design, fine arts, motion graphics. The big thing here for them obviously would be uh cinematography and like filming and video work and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um so basically everyone's sort of coming to him to make sure things can can move forward and then um, the person above him would then be Bernie Burns, who is mm-hmm. the chief creative officer, who basically is the person who signs off to make sure that everything fits within the right creative umbrella, for lack of a better term. Yeah. So anyway, uh, I've sort of just been sitting here giving all sorts of things, and there's way, way more. I mean, uh, he has a Wikipedia page that's extremely lengthy. Um, he has a Rooster Teeth wiki page um, that is also extremely lengthy Mm -hmm. and uh he also of course has an imdb page uh, where you can see a lot of the things that he's worked on now sometimes they don't exactly make sense like people included uno the movie which was really just a three and a half hour video that rooster teeth made i mean not rooster teeth that uh achievement hunter made it was not supposed to be that long it just ended up being that way um but you know there's other really great series and things like that that he's been included on um and they include the times where he makes, you know, cameos or if he's a a main person there. He's also credited as being a voice in one of the Worms games. Um which mm-hmm. is awesome and I love that. Um he yeah. and Jeff and I think one other person are all voices in that game. Cool. Very funny to me. Yeah. And uh and I wish that it showed a little bit more of some of the cinematography stuff that he does. I'm not sure if he gets credited for some of these things but i do know that he was uh according to this he was a slow motion cinematographer for dread for snow white and the huntsman um for the tv show hustle for Mm -hmm. um sherlock holmes a game of shadows Mm -hmm. um he did an episode of top gear for uh slow motion cinematography and here's a fun one for you hot fuzz really yeah so, that's pretty cool. Um, oh. So, yeah, he's he's done a lot of really interesting things, um, and he's just done so much work, and he continues to do so much work. One of the busiest boys I think you could ever happen to find. Yeah. And so, I think that Forbes has gravely overlooked him, uh, and I think that he can fit into multiple categories. Um, so I don't know, Certainly. Y- you can't exactly do this, you know, post 30 necessarily, but at the same time, I feel as if they need to make some sort of clarification to say, Hey, whoopsie doodle, we were supposed to include Be-goofed. him. We're just going to, even though it's supposed to be 30, we're just going to, um, add him Sneak to, him to like the previous year, basically. Uh, and so there will find. actually be 31. It'll be 30. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It'll be 31 people under the age of 30. He should have been on this list. We're really sorry. And so we that's that. Well, yeah. and the, you know, um, the
1: good news about that is that they will, uh, they'll, they'll kind of push out the maximum because if they make it, you know, thirty, thirty-one under thirty, that won't make sense. The problem exactly. though is that we'll have to change the name of the podcast to Journey Under Thirty-One, which doesn't sound as good. But you know,
0: well, no, the thirty is still the age.
1: Well no, but if they if they bring him in, they'll have to bump it up they'll, they'll have to change the whole thing to thirty under thirty one right
0: no i think I think that we'll just we'll just somehow sneak him in to a previous no. list and say, no, he was always there
1: um I mean, you know you know there is always the thirty under thirties um dreaded uh step sibling older step sibling who's had a kid ah uh,
0: forty under forty, yeah. While we were just talking about what the consequences are of changing the name of the show and everything like that, I got a message that says that we need to head to the
1: marketing department. Uh oh, is it is it urgent? Well, you know, if they w- uh, if they didn't ask them, so. it probably would have been urgent, so we should probably head over. What do you think? Yeah,
0: let's 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 head over there real quick. Alex, I have a question for you. Yeah? It's right here on this little slip of paper that the marketing department just handed me. The question for you is, do you love anime?
1: That's really funny, Colin, because they just slipped me a paper, too. It says, what about comic books, movies, and video games?
0: If you like any of those, well, we've got good news for you, because so do the hosts of the show Geekest Speakus. They like to talk about those things and more on that podcast.
1: You can listen to the co- listen to the hosts Brian and Dean every other Thursday on TuneIn, iTunes, Podbean, and wherever else you get your podcasts.
0: Now, speaking of shows and podcasts and things that you can find, mm-hmm. uh, I know that we've mentioned them very briefly a little bit over the last couple of weeks, but you know, it is pilot season here. That's true, um, but it's also a time of growth for uh, for the scavengers network. So we have had three shows come to the network. One of them is brand new and two of them are new to us. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wanted to make sure that we have all definitively in one place, every single show Yeah, being mentioned. So the first one is insanely haunted. If you are a fan of ghost adventures, you're going to want to check them out. We did an ad yeah. read for them, uh, three weeks ago. Uh, also joining us is the new show. Well, sorry, new to us, I don't know radio, um, which is a wonderful show. I actually was on episode thirty-five when uh, Fishstick accidentally locked himself out of his uh, out of the radio station, and so he showed up to do the morning show in my living room at five thirty in the morning, and I was not i I was not very happy,
1: (laughs) understandably.
0: Um, and then also brand new uh, to the both the network and brand new officially is morgan needs a podcast um morgan is an amazing podcaster and the big thing for her has been trying to figure out what comes next she was on uh one show that came to an end that also used to be on the scavengers network academy outcasts and now she's doing myth takes but she's not in every episode and so she really has that itch you know she really needs to get back into podcasting so she was like i need a podcast but i don't know what it's going to be about and so that's yep. actually what this show is all about. This is her journey to find her new show, to find out what she can do. Um, the very first episode is a lot of fun. She talks to a lot of hipsters at a bar nice. and asks them what they think that her show should be about. Yeah. And then she sits down to talk with James Anderson to talk about some, uh, some possibilities of, of what her new show can actually be. And you can find all of those on places like iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, wherever that you get your podcasts.
1: Yes, Colin. Yes, Alex. Earlier in the uh, in the introduction to the show, you had mentioned that this was our challenge month. February was our challenge. Our challenge was to put out twice the number of episodes as we've done in previous months. Correct. Right? well for those of you that may not realize this is our last episode in that challenge this is our la- this is our this is the last time you're going to be getting four episodes in a month at least until we do this again next time so yeah
0: right until we fall behind schedule again i need to probably catch up again
1: so there's probably going to be next month
0: yeah right? exactly yeah next month yeah. Uh, next month you also get four episodes no um <laughs> man could you imagine that would be just crazy anyway um so yeah that 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 does conclude this how do you feel about it though I know we sort of talked about it a little bit in the very beginning, but like now that we're we're literally about to wrap this all up so how are you feeling after this little challenge
1: i'm I'm feeling pretty good about it it gave us an opportunity to branch into other types of conversation or not necessarily other conversations, but other kind of structures and forms outside of the typical kind of like, Hey, here's this person I'm presenting instead of talking about a presentation or talking about a person, we're presenting something else. We're changing up the structure a bit. So I thought that was a nice way to uh, flip the script. How about yeah, you? Yeah,
0: Especially. Yeah. I I definitely agree, especially because it is four weeks in a row, like having yeah. four people presentations in a row would have been a little much, I think. Yeah. Um, it's also, it is, truthfully, one of the reasons why we made this show bi-weekly to begin with. Mm-hmm. It felt like it was just a lot of talking at you about other people's lives, which I guess is what a lot of podcasts are about. But doing yeah. that weekly just felt kind of funky to us. Yeah. Um. But not like, you know, like the music type of funky. Like funky like, uh, I don't know how I feel about that.
1: Yeah. Um.
0: But I feel pretty good about it. You know, I think yeah. that this is a this is something that we can do again if we ever do fall behind schedule and i think that we now know a not only is it doable but like it has a lot of possibilities for like new interesting things to
1: try out yes or maybe just doing it so we can get ahead of schedule that's also true uh colin i got a piece of paper from the marketing department yeah they're telling us to get out of the marketing department
0: okay well i guess we'll head out then
1: (laughs) see you next time
0: Now that we're done with all that, I really want to talk uh, to you about Gavin Free one last moment. Gavin Free is one of the most influential internet personalities, um, and not just to myself, I know to many other people. And it doesn't necessarily mean that he's influential purely because of his personality. It also has to do with just literally his, his level of work and the things that he does. Um, he kind of has a little bit of everything for everybody. Um, one of the most hardworking people I think I've ever seen, and it, it actually is a shame to me that he was not, you know, considered. Um, I know that I have before presented on some people who turned 30 before the Forbes 30 under 30 list actually started, and so I made, you know, a lot of, you know, grand statements like, oh, well, if it had been around, they definitely would have made it. Um, but I feel like this is this one's actually somewhat upsetting to me because this is someone who I really think should have made it and 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 didn't. Um, yeah. And I I I know that it was a joke to be like, oh, you know, he should be they should you know fix that or whatever. But like, you know, I I, I kind of am sad that it wasn't. Um. But anyway. Um, yeah.
1: But it still doesn't diminish what he's done.
0: Oh no, absolutely not. Yeah, yeah. He's definitely. He's definitely done a lot, for sure. Yep. Um, and that being said, I just wanted to take this moment to thank him. Uh, I know that he listens to the show. Uh, Gavin, your Bernie. work means a lot to me. Yeah, Bernie as well. Thank you. I mean, so many of you at Rooster Keith. Bruce like,
1: Green, Adam Kovic.
0: Yeah, um, I know that there's a lot of people from Rooster Teeth and the different departments that I, I would like to talk about. I'm sure yeah. that people from like Inside Gaming slash Funhouse are, there are some people there that you probably would like to discuss at some point. Um, mm-hmm. you know, there's, there's, <clears throat> okay. The reason why Rooster Teeth is a prototype for me, right? Or one of the reasons is because they give a, an amazing creative space to people to do the things that they need to do or that they want to work on to to just really make something special. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that there are a lot of companies that are out there that are supposed to be for content creation or, you know, online media, but I really can't think of a company that compares to this one. Um, And I think that A company like Rooster Teeth gives people like Gavin Free a lot of space to spread his wings and fly and do the things that he is interested in. I mean, you know, he travels all the time, and I feel like there are other jobs that probably wouldn't let someone travel as much as he does. Um, But they also know that, like, you know, when he's there, he's doing incredible work. And even if he's not there, he's probably still doing incredible work. Um, yeah. Gavin Free is, you know, again, one of the most influential people on my life. And I I learned a lot from him, whether it was about comedy, whether it was about, um, you know, how to be... And this is going to sound like a weird, really weird statement, but in a way, I learned a lot about being a better friend from Gavin. Um, Gavin is sometimes notoriously uh, a little little bit of a prick to his friends at Achievement Hunter but not all the time right like the nice thing is that like yes he sometimes really messes with them Mm -hmm. but then he also knows when to back off and to just be himself and be funny and it's very funny because then a lot of the times people then pick on him when he's not picking on them. So in a way people are always ripping on each other, but it's not like this really weird negative energy because of that. Um, And it's also very funny because I know that the video I just watched, he was being a prick, but now the one that I'm watching now, he's not. So now I'm like, hey, why are you all making fun of him? Be nice to him. He's not doing anything, you know? Um, But I think at the end of the day that it, I don't know how to say this, but like it just shows that he cares and it shows that he's a good person and it shows that he's a hard worker yes. and it shows that he knows how to have fun with the people that he works with. I mean, like, truthfully, like, even if you're not a big person on like things like Let's Plays, right? I yeah. feel like, e- or even if you're not like, like, for example, my mom doesn't really like how much they cuss in some of their videos, right? Like they're, oh, I'll admit they're a little foul mouthed, but how could you not sometimes sit there and watch some of those videos and go, man, though? wouldn't it be fun to work in a place like that yeah you know what I mean like you I feel like that's that's a feeling that he always gives you um and uh I feel like now I'm just sort of walking in circles but I want to thin on something professional sure I feel like if everyone did maybe like a tenth of the work that Gavin free does I think we would all be a lot more successful and feel a lot more I feel like we would find our work a lot more rewarding um and that's something that I have taken away from uh, watching Gavin over the last, you know, seven to eight years or so, um, and uh, doing this kind of deeper dive today. Yeah, and uh, with that, I think that might be a good place to leave it.
1: Me too. Please be sure to check out our other shows here on the Scavengers Network, such as something besides my live stream, something such as oh. Uh spooky spouses another great podcast here on the scavengers network or if you're looking for more podcasts besides spooky spouses and journey under 30 why not check out the show morgan needs a podcast you
0: can find our video series on our youtube you can find our podcast wherever you choose to listen to your podcasts um and if you want to find me you can find me on twitter at Colin, P-A-R-K-E-R.
1: You can find me on Twitter at French at Music, French A-T Music, Twitch at French Alexander, and you can find both of us at Scavengers Net.
0: I want to thank Alex, uh, my forever co-host here, uh, for the use of the theme song that you heard at the beginning, middle, and end of the show. Um, And now that we're out of the four-week challenge, uh, this episode is coming to you on February 26th. And now we're back to Bi-Weekly. We're going to see you on March 12th.
1: All right.
0: That feels like forever away now, doesn't it? It does, actually. That's wild how, how far away that day seems right now. All right. Well, we will see you then. Uh, well, hey, thanks for joining us here on Journey Under 30. I'm Colin Parker. And I'm Alex Taylor. And we'll see you in slow-mo.
1: Do you wish listening to the radio sucked even more? Join Fishstick. Neil
0: deGrasse Tyson. If I was going to get in a fight and I had to pick one astrophysicist to be on my side, <laughs>
1: Lulu. In the beginning, there was milk, and it came out of a cow or whatever. This is a completely accurate representation of the history of milk, by the way. The professor.
0: I think it'd be pretty psychologically damaging to have to fight two building-sized babies. And mulch. I don't want a body like John Cena because that (laughs) just seems like a lot of extra spaces to have to clean.
1: (laughs) Like, there's a reason (laughs) he's completely shaved. It's I Don't Know Radio, part of the Scavengers Network and Podcast NH. Available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and, unfortunately, everywhere else.